From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, here in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted to welcome you today, and it's uh, certainly our joy five days a week to be right here on this station. And whether you're listening to us out across North America or in some of the foreign stations in various places in the world, we are thankful for the privilege we have to visit with you each day, five days a week, right here on this station. And I trust that you'll join us as often as you possibly can. Now, yesterday and the day before, we have listened to my message that I preached in a conference a little while back entitled redig the old wells. And today we're going to hear the third and final portion of that, and I trust it'll be a help and a blessing to you. Here it is, part three, redig the old wells. You say, no, 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 please, not me. I've already dug a well. I don't want to dig another one. Let me get you to see something here. Isaac named these wells. The first one he named the well of contention. The, uh, the Hebrew word that's given there means contention or controversy. The well of contention. The second one, the, the Hebrew word means criticism or opposition. And the third one means God has made room for us. The word Rehoboth. Now I want you to look at it with me for a minute. Well number one. Well, number one, name contention or strife. Just suppose that Isaac had said after well number one, not me, I'll never dig another well again. Here he is because it's the well of contention. And he, see, he's got to go through well number two before he gets to well number three. And there are many of us who quit because well number one was the well of strife or contention. And we never get to Rehoboth because we dug that one. I mean, we rolled up our sleeves. We went after it. And whenever we got through with that, we said, that has, that has been such a mess. It's been so hard on me. I've been hurt. I've been kicked. I've been bruised. And we say, I, I'll never do another one. I'll never do another one. But God says, come on. Go with me. No mouthing, no bitterness, no fighting. Just get up, go, go to the next one. Despite injustice, despite unfairness, get up, go to the next one. And you say, out of the frying pan, into the fire. Out of the controversy, into the well of criticism. But suppose Isaac had said after that second well, never again. Never. Don't you even say the word well to me. I, I don't even want to hear it. Listen, if he had stopped after well number two, he'd have never been to Rehoboth. He would never have been in the place that God was readying him for all the time. You see, Rehoboth was the well of rest. It was the place of refreshment. It was the place of reward because it was there that God would let them have the water for the crops and the flocks and the herds and the families and the servants. Let me back up with you just a minute and show you the path that Isaac took to get there. Early in the chapter, God said, you're not going to Egypt. You're staying where the famine is. What did Isaac do? He said, Lord, whatever you say. 
Lord, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. Now that was step number one toward getting him to Rehoboth. Because he was simply willing to obey what he knew God wanted him to do. Uh, Secondly, and I need to plug this in here. Isaac made a mistake along the way. And by the way, it was the same mistake his daddy had made. He saw his daddy do this very thing. See, Isaac had a very pretty wife. Rebecca was a very, very pretty wife. And they got down there in that land of Philistines, and he said, Rebecca, let's don't tell these Philistines that you're my wife, because if they think I'm married to you, some of those rascals will kill me just to get you. So he said, why don't you just pretend you're my sister? I got away with that for a little bit, but ultimately it, it caught up with him. And Abimelech said, you lied to me, and he did. And this probably this morning. Some of us saying, oh, listen, I, I listened to God, I obeyed God, I followed God, but I made a mistake. I faltered somewhere. Listen to me, don't you fail just because you faltered somewhere. Don't, don't think that because of some failure that you can't get up and get in it and go for God and do what you're supposed to do. Don't let some simple failure, even something that you knew better than, you lied, you lied deliberately, you were deceitful as Isaac was. Listen, that's one little chapter, that's one little three verse section here. And you say, why well, he's doing just like his daddy. His daddy pulled the same trick. I know it, he did. But don't let it throw you. Don't let it get you down. Get up, go, say, listen, I'll follow God. I did it once, I'll do it again. And do like Isaac and put your full energy into it. Go out there in the land of the famine and say, we're going to dig wells and build canals and get the water out and we're going to sow and reap and, and build and do what we ought to do. You see, but all these wells are plugged up. Man, Abraham and all of his servants, they dug wells here and there all over the Negev, all over that desert across southern Israel. And these dirty, rotten, liberal Philistines They've come in here and they've stopped up the wells. These, these carnal Philistines, they've stopped up the wells. Don't let the plugged up wells discourage you from pressing on to the place of Rehoboth where God intends to give you room and space and blessing. Don't let up. Don't let any plugged up well discourage you. You say, but I've already dug out one of those wells and somebody took it away from me. Do it again. You say, but I've dug out two of those wells and I lost both of them. Do it again. Do it again. Isaac was a persevering man. I'd like to talk to you about his piety. But I, I think I'll pass that just to get to the last item that I want to mention. That's his, how, he, how he dealt with his priorities. His priorities. Verse 25 tells us that he built an altar. They, they moved again down to Beersheba, about 20 miles away. The Lord came to him and said, I'm the Lord God of Abraham, thy father. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll bless you. I'll multiply your seed. And so Isaac built an altar, pitched his tent, and lo and behold, guess what they did? They dug another well. They dug another well. Now, notice carefully what happened here. Isaac had his priorities straight because he built an altar before he even put his tent up. Before he even put his tent up. They're out in the desert. And listen, those deserts are not a fun place to live. You, you better get your tent up. But before he built his tent, 
I put his tent up. He built an altar. Before that they went to digging on the well, he built an altar. What is it saying? It's just simply saying that he was driven by his priority to honor God. I fear that many Christian folks today are not driven by priorities. Many times we're driven by our own pleasure, by our own preference. We're driven by our own self-interest. We're driven by what we're going to get out of it. We're driven by what we want to do. Folks, the priorities aren't always fun. They're not always fun. I'm telling you, that digging wells doesn't sound like fun to me. And many times the things that we know that we need to do are, are, not, are not fun. Occasionally, somebody will come in the building here and they'll, they'll find me without a tie on. They find out that, that I don't have one or that this is not permanently attached. But because they see me in one most of the time, they just think I get up every morning with one on. But I'm going to tell you, before you get here, for what happens on Sunday and the preaching of the Word of God, there are many times every week when you get your coat off and your tie off and you roll your sleeves up and you do whatever has to be done. You dig rocks out of the well. You dig sand out of the well. You scratch and claw and dig and do everything that you can possibly do because it needs to be done to keep the water flowing. And it's not always fun. I love, I love my job. I love what I do. I love preaching. I love being a pastor. I love it more than anybody you ever saw, I'm sure. I love it. I love it. And if anybody tells me they love it more than I love it, I'm, I'm going to find some way to outlove them on it because I love it. But it ain't always fun. There are times when the fun's out of it and it's just flat work. There's times when it's, it, it, we look at it and listen, it, it's not always cheap. Sometimes it costs us a great deal. But Isaac had these flocks and his herds and his servants and his family and they were all looking to him. They were all looking to him. They wouldn't have water except Isaac gave the leadership of those projects. I'm sure there were some of those herdsmen who stood around and said, what has that man got in mind? Is he trying to tell us we're going to dig another well? Why, we dug a well over there and he just walked off and left it because somebody, a little wolf, come along and went, and he just walked off and left it. And he's saying, we've got to build another well. They were looking to him. But he redug those wells. And he comes to Beersheba and he plants an altar. And he says, God, we're going to honor you. You said for us to follow you. Look where you've brought us. And we're going to honor you. We're going to build an altar here for you. It's just like every week. You get up Monday to go to work. But Monday's not the start of the week. You've got a Sunday at which you need to pay a visit to the altar of God first. No week is a good week and a right week. If we started off and we just say, I'm going to do with it whatever I want to do. I'm going to make it my week. Man, I'm going to hog it all for myself. God can go fly a kite somewhere. No, sir, God says, start it off right. You go to the altar first. You don't pitch your tent first. You don't go digging on the wells first. You, you go to the altar first. You make the altar first. That's the way God put it. Isaac had his priorities right. We look at all of the things that we have and where we've been, what we ought to be doing. Some of us remember when the wells had water in them. You remember when your life was flowing with water? You remember whenever your, whenever your life was not plugged up and clogged up with trash and junk and rocks and sand? You remember when the blessings of God were coming? You remember when you could pray and get answers to prayer? 
You remember when you used to be energized and excited about the things that God said we ought to be into? Well, listen, I'm going to ask you to do something this morning. I'm going to ask you to roll your sleeves up and let's dig that old well out. Let's just dig it out. There's still water under there. You say, oh, you know what, I, I believe that water's under there. That, that well flowed once, I believe it'll flow again. Listen, the book's still true. God's still on the throne. Christ is still the Savior. He still hears and answers prayer. The wells will run again. They'll flow again. We, we can have the well running full and fresh for the flocks and the herds and the servants and the families and the crops. We can have it once again. But somebody, somebody has got to be an Isaac and say, let's roll those old sleeves up. Now, but a few tons of sand and dirt in that hole, we'll dig it out. Let's dig those wells again. Let's redig those old wells. We don't have to go to some newfangled place to try to figure out how to get water. Let's just redig those old wells. Because, folks, there's still water down there. And we ought to get it out. And all that we can have the sweet blessing of God the way dear Isaac had it. Let's bow for a moment of prayer. Well, dear friends, we'll have to interrupt right there. That's uh, the conclusion of that message entitled, Redig the Old Wells, and I trust it's been a help to you. In the meantime, just remember, I love to hear from you, and I hope you'll sit down and write me a note sometime real soon. Here's my address, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.